0: How does one need to show up in order to create a context for people to be the best versions of themselves and do their best work? What are the practical skills and tools that boost one's practice of leadership in order to do that?
1: These are the challenges that we as leadership practitioners approach every day as we observe and coach people in all kinds of roles, in all levels of organizations, and at organizations of various sizes.
0: In this podcast, we'll share our experiences, the experiences of the people we support, and what we see as working. I'm Jonathan Rosenblatt.
1: And I'm Marlene Jabrowski. Welcome to the Leadership Practitioner Podcast. Hey, JR. Hey, Marlene. It's not just us today. We've got Sam with us. We're going to leap into some conversation around context, so why don't we start off by creating some context of where and who Sam is and what we're going to do today.
2: Hey, y'all. I'm Sam. My pronouns are they, them, and I am calling in from Toronto on the uh, unceded territory of the Anishinaabe, the Haudenosaunee, and the Métis. I was just pleased as punch when Jr. Marlene extended an invitation to be on their podcast. We met over a year ago. I met Jr. Mm-hmm. as I was going through some some really big changes in my career and in life, and we worked together and um, ended up sort of hitting it off. And the rest is history. And now. Uh, we get to meet every uh, every Wednesday, right as part of our uh, leader leadership practitioner learning circles yeah and we we 've had so many incredible conversations, and I think it was one of those conversations around context that kind of uh, led to this this episode and so i'm i 'm super excited to get into what is context and and you know, what What does it mean and how is it useful?
1: Jr. and I often use that word context. In fact, we throw it around as if it makes so much sense to us. And it's such a useful word. We predominantly use it in the expression create a context in which people can show up as the best versions of themselves. And I'm thinking that might have been one of the conversations, Sam, where you introduced a different take on context or elaborated on that take on context.
2: Yeah, it, honestly, it was inspired by uh, going through the leadership practitioner course and sort of seeing there, there's one uh, moment where it's talking about context and how, uh, you know, leading from self and showing up, With the, with your own context and understanding that, and then how that uh, helps you understand the context of others. And it led to this thought around systems thinking, around how systems thinking is really understanding the, the multiple layers of context that, that people have uh, in, in any kind of organization or group or team or relationship. I remember you even called it, you called it a context within a context within a context within a context. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's right. Recursive context so i'm a bit of a you know a bit of a nerd i work in uh, work in software and there's this concept in in software development called recursion and i there's actually i think recursion goes beyond that i think there's recursive humor and recursive language but essentially recursion is in the process of running a a function or doing a behavior the behavior calls itself it's kind, of, it's kind of hard to explain, but it is a context within a context within a context. Because in any given situation, you know, uh, you'll have the context of self, right? What is my context I'm showing up in? But then as you loop through my personal context, that's actually affected by the context of the people around me and the group I'm in. And so there's another layer, another loop that you go through uh, beyond myself, which is the people I'm with, the team, for lack of a better term. And then once you have that, there's another context, another loop, which is the department or, you know, in a work context, the department I'm in, or if we were a soccer team, you know, the other team that we're playing against on the field. And then beyond that, there's the league that we're in or the overall company that we work in. And then beyond that, there's the market that that company isn't. And you could just infinitely regress up and up and up. But the, the other interesting thing is it works in the reverse direction. You can also go from that higher level and recurse your way. Recurse. I just <laughs> invented a word. You did. Yeah. For, for the first yeah. time right here on the Leadership Practitioner Podcast. I'm, I'm going to go with it. Recurse. You can recurse your way down back down to the individual. And I think that is truly, when we talk about having a systems perspective, that is what gives you the perspective of the entire system, is understanding that context from self all the way out, and then all the way out to back to the person. Have you guys seen the movie Inception? Kind of like the same thing. It's like a
0: dream within a dream within a dream. But every time in the movie, at least, or similar to the way Sam was saying is that, kind of go in and and either broaden the situation that you're in or narrow it down, depending on which way you're going, you actually end up getting a lot more data. You learn a lot more about what's going around that, that helps inform yourself effectively how to show up. So if we're thinking about it in the movie, every time they went in a dream within a dream within a dream, they learned something that wasn't apparent from the previous state that they were in. And their ability to piece all of that together was what ultimately solved the puzzle. Well, interestingly enough, leadership is not that much different. So when I think of context, and, and again, we, we say it's the conditions that you you sort of put around yourself or around a group of people in order for people to show up as the best versions of themselves. If you think about it from that perspective, you think about what are these conditions? Where do you get this information in order to know what the conditions are? That's when you start looking at the context.
1: And it's things we have control over. And it's also things we don't have control over, or we might not even be aware of, because part of my context could be my blood sugar. And it could be my ability to pay attention in a particular moment. And it could be what happened to me earlier today. And it could be the meaning that the person I'm talking to is making because of the way my words are echoing something somebody else said to them. So when we use that word context, I think we're deliberately picking something that is very wide open. Sam gave a really great example of kind of moving up a linear chain and down a linear chain, but it's, it's not a one and not in one dimension, right? It's some context is multidimensional
0: for certain it's that multidimensionalness which i realize is also another word right but that multidimensionalness is what gives it the richness that if you as the person who's showing choosing to show up as a leader is paying attention to that richness of information allows you or informs the way that you're going to connect with people the way that you're going to explore curiously in the particular situation or maybe not and some of the other outer practices that we talked about in the previous episode
1: and the more aware you are of it, the more choices you have. And the less aware you are of it, the more you're subjected to it, rather than an agent within it. There's no pure position of pure agency, but we can move in one direction toward having more choice.
2: I love the uh, literary definition of context, right? Which is, it's the words surrounding the word that you're reading that provide the true the true meaning of that word. And so you can extrapolate that out to the paragraph or the page or the book you're reading, just as we talked about zooming in or out. And so a sentence like she jumped off the cliff, you know, there's, there's a meaning to that. But if the preceding sentence was she was so happy that she jumped off the cliff, all of a sudden, the meaning of she jumped off the cliff is completely different. And so when we're talking about context on an individual level, it is Marlene, as you just said, like the things that we control, but also can't control that provide the, the information we need in order to uh, accurately assess the situation as best we can. I don't think we're ever 100, we can 100%, unless we're omniscient beings, I don't think we're able to fully assess all the context, but it it is a signal to investigate and dig deeper and understand. I used to run summer camps with kids ages six and up, so from little, little kids to teenagers, and that's one situation where I learned context is so important. Because a child can be upset and they're likely actually not upset for because of the instigating incident. It's more likely that they didn't eat breakfast or they didn't have a good sleep the night before. And so coming from an investigative mindset and trying to find out what is the context of this uh, conflict that's happening... Allows me to address the root cause instead of just the surface symptoms.
1: I'm hearing in there your contribution is about your ability to negotiate and know where you are and to ask or to explore where we might be. And that can be zooming in and getting to root cause. And I'm wondering if also sometimes that can't be zooming out. Like I'm thinking about a team that is really locked into a, oh, I don't know, like maybe they're, they're, they're in the, zone of, of like deep down in the weeds. And you maybe come in and explore whether or not that group of people might be served by zooming out a bit and saying, OK, well, what problem are we trying to solve here? Or what what is the challenge at hand? Right. And that act of inviting a group of people to zoom out a bit and themselves become a little bit more conscious about their context sometimes that can serve a group of people as well. Or, or if back to the kids again, it's like if everyone, you know, a child falls down and hurts their knee and they're crying and crying, sometimes you got to go in there and, you know, make sure they're not hurt. But once you determine they're not hurt, sometimes it's really helpful for that child to zoom out and create a context where they can help recognize that they're startled, more startled and less afraid, for example.
2: That's so true. And uh, you made me think of the work I do today, which is in sort of product strategy and, and new product development. And as a leader in that space, you need to take into account the context of the overall business while you're working to develop something new. Because on a team, we just love to invent things and solve new problems. But if you can't zoom out and say, Hey, does, is this the right problem to solve for the business? Is this something that is even feasible for the business to take on that greater context surrounding it? You could go and build an amazing thing that will never, you know, will never see the light of day because the overall, the larger context in which you're working does not support that. And so I think it, it is both directions. It's, it's, individual level all the way out to the business and you know if we're, if we're talking about building new things that the market the the world like we could the context of the universe and the 13.8 billion years it took <laughs> us to get here today on this podcast
0: i just i think about it from a, a recent conversation that we had in one of the in one of the learning circles where someone was was coming in and, and they were kind of sharing you know like i'm having this problem this immediate problem he called it immediate problem or like a local problem and like we've tried so many different ways in in kind of solving that problem and the first thing that came up in the conversation was so you're you're looking at the immediate or the what i called the local problem what about the conditions or the environment where that problem existed. And it was only then when you kind of broaden that scope that, you know, it was kind of like a stall to the conversation and be like, holy moly, didn't even consider that and its effects on the local problem. And let's be honest. I mean, we as humans love solving problems. So as soon as you kind of fixate on a problem, it's like, you're going to go straight in and solve that. And I think that's one of the, one of the things, one of the invitations of someone who's practicing leadership to almost work against that need to just jump right into that immediate problem and be that person who looks at the broader context and sees what are the impacts of that broader context here. So that's one way to look at it or a different way to look at it too is to say, how can I use the inputs from the broader context in order to help what I'm trying to solve here. And one more scenario, so the third option, is how do I create the conditions around this problem for perhaps the problem to solve itself? So rather than solving me, solving the immediate problem, if I can look at what's happening around it, and I was like, build that bubble around it, create that context around it where people can show up as the best versions themselves and do their best work. Perhaps by doing that way, it will help those conditions and then the problem will resolve itself. So a more, a more specific example was this idea of, well, you know, I'm, I'm being told that I need, to, I need to show up in a certain way, right? I need to be able to do, you know, this particular thing. Uh, I need to be able to lead in a particular way in this situation. And every time I try to do that, I get in trouble or someone doesn't like it, or somehow you get the feedback back saying, nope, that wasn't the right thing to do. Right. So that was that that local problem that I was talking about. And when we started talking about it's like, okay, well, but why do you think that's happening? The first answer was, Well, I don't know. There's nothing in the let's call it smaller context that would say I can't do it because the team is loving what I'm doing. This particular person was showing up as a leader saying, Hey. What if we did things this way? Kind of really bringing in that collaboration. And then the team was all for it, right? Because it's like, yes, we love that context. We, But that broader context says, no, 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 no. That kind of work is not going to happen here. And so now there's this, this conflict between the contexts because the local one says, yes, do that. The broader context says, no, don't do that. And so this particular, we'll call leadership practitioner says, okay, well, so what am I supposed to do here? Right? I can't do this thing that I want to do. And we ended up having a conversation around in what context does it work? And so the response was, well, when I create the conditions for the team to collaborate, they produce amazing things. They really enjoy that environment. And then of course, naturally we'd be like, but I'm not allowed to do that. So, okay. So we said, immediate context, good. Awesome. What are the conditions that you can put around this particular team to create the conditions for them to be the best versions of themselves, meaning do the the collaboration in the way that you want to do it, while at the same time, working that larger context in a way that it was okay, in the way that it was allowed for that collaboration to work. And when we started looking at that broader context was when things started really moving because this particular leadership practitioner was no was no longer in that state of, well, I can't do it. He found a way in which he could do it in the one context over here, so the team wanting to collaborate, and understanding what the constraints are, understanding where the broader context was, met that person that was giving him the the negative feedback to say, don't do that over here in a way that actually showed them, hey, you know what, when we do this, we produce amazing results. And that works really well for the business. So it became less about the how you did it more about the outcome, which is what that context needed. And so this particular leadership practitioner used his systems thinking, looking at that broader picture, and managing both the call it the context of the team or the context around the team to enable awesomeness there and use the inputs of the, we'll call it the organizational context to meet it where where they were at. So the leadership team there to enable the team to do what they needed to do.
2: There's something around uh, strategy and tactics here for me and how by focusing on the tactics, the um, the person in in your example had an "I can't" perspective because it was a, it was a, focused on how they worked with the team and how that wasn't being received by the greater organization. When you took a step out and looked at the broader context, a strategy conversation could occur that wasn't about how you work with that team. It was about uh, the outcomes that that team achieved and how you could uh, show the blockers in the rest of the organization, uh, you know, proof is in the pudding. By showing those outcomes, you're able to unlo- unlock the ability to em- use the tactics that you know are the the. this leadership practitioner knew were the right ones because they could achieve those results. I think there's often for myself, I get stuck in the the tactical level of how do I get this done? And tactics without a strategy is, you know, running in the wrong direction, uh, towards, towards a North star, uh, or trying to put your shoes on, uh, backwards, Right. Have you ever tried to put a pair of shoes on backwards? Admittedly not. Yeah. Well, give it a, give it a shot sometime. It doesn't, it doesn't end well. It ends with very painful feet. You need to have a strategy about those shoes. So I think there's this idea of, of multiple contexts, uh, lines up very clearly with sort of the 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 concept of you know mission vision strategy and tactics which are employed at multiple layers in order to help achieve the best results possible
1: and when people who work together begin to develop common language to help orient themselves of where they are in those various contextual levels or Different contexts, then that's a group of people who are beginning to grow their ability to strategize together. This is something I've observed. So, building your your team fluency, or your your, your the group of people you are working with, the group of people you are co creating with, building that fluency around understanding where you are in what context, and are you zoomed in? Are you down low? Um, really is part of how you build fluency in strategic well in strategy
0: absolutely i think context in general right when you think about um all the different practices that we have in the leadership practitioner framework context pretty much weaves into every single one of those because it's it's one of those things that ultimately informs how you're going to practice the different practices right? It gives you, I mean, we talked about this earlier, but I'm just thinking even in, in implementing, um, you know, the uh, in the previous episode for inner practices, we talked about even intention, right? Like your intention for a particular situation might change based on the context that you find yourself in, right? And I think, and, and maybe maybe we're discovering that perhaps there is another practice to add on to the framework at some point around read the context, right? Because it's so fundamentally important to remind yourself that it's almost like the first step when going to practice anything related to leadership is really to, to look at the context. I think Marlene, um, the other the other episode you were talking about the the water that the fish swim in. That's almost like a different way of saying context. Also,
1: absolutely.
0: Let's look at it the other way by not thinking about the context, by not kind of looking at the different levels of of how something might you know where people are at. You might misinterpret. You might go off and and cause, you know who knows what kind of downstream impacts from whatever it is that you're going to do. Even something as potentially harmless as exploring curiously, right? Like you want to explore curiously, but if you're missing that context and ask potentially the wrong question, not only are you going to get a, probably a completely different answer that is not aligned to where you were thinking that things are going, but might actually even create a situation where, the reaction that you get is kind of like,
1: huh? Well, maybe the word you're looking for is to create a brand new context and not one that you wanted to have created. Yeah,
0: exactly. And and it's that constant monitoring of the of how context is playing out. I think, especially for for someone who's practicing leadership, it's almost like a skill to develop while you're doing everything else, right? Just making sure that you're just constantly, I don't know, maybe the easiest way to say it, constantly conscious
2: of what the context could be so that you orient yourself around it. I think the best way, the the easiest way to practice and and the best place to really to start is context of self and leading self because if you if you jump out and say i'm going to understand the the context of this team without understanding my own self context but like maybe i have had a really horrible morning and i go into a call and i say i'm going to understand the context of this team and i say well, this there's something really wrong with this team there's something they seem really angry right now i i've had this situation happen and it is isn't until after where I take that moment to check myself before I wreck myself and say, wait, no, it's, it's me. I'm, I'm showing up with a certain attitude and behavior and context that is clouding my vision of the overall, uh, the picture. And so by starting with myself and understanding, uh, myself, I can I can be better set up and better informed to show up as the leader I really, really want to be. It There's this um, story that I always keep coming back to. I think it's from the Buddha about this person who wanted to change the world. And they set out and they tried to change the world and they worked really, really hard to do it. And no matter what they did, they couldn't change the world. And so they said, well, I'll just change my country if I can't change the world. And they tried to change their country and they worked really hard. But no matter what they did, their country would not change. And So they said, well, I'll just change my city. And again, worked really hard, but their city would not change. Finally, they said, well, if I can't change those things, at least I can change my family. And they worked and worked and worked, but no matter what, the family wouldn't change. And then finally, while they were on their deathbed, they realized oh, if I had just started with myself and changed myself, maybe by doing that, my family would see that and my family would change. And then when my family changed, maybe my city would see that and they would change and maybe my country would change. And then maybe, just maybe, I would have changed the world. And so I think it's really important that uh, leading from self... And understanding our own personal individual context is is such an important piece of the, the overall context picture
0: Wow.: Yeah, and, and as I'm listening to you, Sam, I'm just thinking, that is a beautiful summary of inner practices, right? Like the reason why we focused so much on that. Um, that part of the framework at first was, I mean, clearly not as succinctly articulated as you just did. Um, But really it's because you got to make sure that you're like, how could you possibly go and create the context for others to be the best version of themselves and do their best work? If you're not in a context where you are showing up as the best version of yourself and doing your own best work, Right, And the whole purpose behind the four inner practices was to help you do that. So it's interesting. I love how you connected that to context by effectively, if by putting the four inner practices together, it can help you create that context for yourself.
2: How are you going to lead other people if you can't lead yourself? Very true. Well I just wanted to say thank you and express gratitude for inviting me into this conversation and and having me on your your podcast and really just being so welcoming to um, these thoughts and having having a place in the weekly learning circle in which I can uh, express these ideas that I'm learning as you know working through the leadership practitioner but mostly learn from others and and learn from y'all and really um, do that deeper, that deeper thinking and that deeper discussion that often, often we don't make the time for. So I'm, I'm really grateful for being here with y'all right now. And also just um, uh, overall and all the time we spend together.
1: Absolutely. And when, people show up with that kind of openness and desire to uh, co-create outcome, then talk about recursion, right? Then not only are we teaching leadership practitioner practices, but we ourselves are all showing up and modeling them, right? Which is much more meaningful than, oh, okay, I, you know, I read the things and I tick the boxes. And it seems to me really good data that we, when I say we, I mean this larger we, this, you know, this, this, this growing group of people who are participating in the leadership practitioner collaborative is that the, the data that we're, we're doing is making sense is that we are actually co-creating things, right? We're not talking about co-creating things. We are co-creating things. And so this idea now of creating context uh, is, is richer because of the way in which you've brought your perspective and we've brought our perspectives and now they, they, can't, they, can't be, they can't be teased apart. We've got this richer understanding of context that we could not, JR and I could not have come up with that on our own.
0: It's almost like we, we did a full circle on context because the whole purpose of the Leadership Practitioner Program was to create a context for others to explore a different way of showing up, to explore a different way of practicing leadership that is not bound by role, that is not bound by title, and really just goes back to some pretty, what I would consider basic human principles of how to create the conditions for people to be the best versions of themselves, and what i'm super grateful for, Sam, is that you did that, right? like you were part of that context, um, and because of that and and you know not not to toot our own horns a little bit here, Marlene and I intentionally sought out to create the conditions by which you had a platform to add in more, and as a result of that. Our understanding, especially just even within um, the scope of this conversation, which is context, I can speak for myself, my understanding of context has gotten that much deeper because of that input, to your point, Marlene, co-creation. So it's just, it's fascinating to me about how when you intentionally set out to create a context and the way in which you set out to create the context, the results... Are so enriching. So thank you for that.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Practitioner Podcast.
0: We invite you to share your thoughts on this episode and your thoughts on how you practice leadership.
1: Join us in the Leadership Practitioner Connection, our community of like-minded practitioners who aspire to create a context for people to be the best versions of themselves and do their best work.
0: You can find it at leadershippractitioner.org slash connection.